Okay, we are here for the Bachelor Post Game Show. Um, as I, you know, we're kind of working out the schedule now. So as it looks right now, we're going to do a Bachelor Post Game Show that will come out on Patreon. If you're listening right now, it's out on Patreon right after the episode, as soon as we can get it up there. And then it will be released on the J Train podcast feed on Sunday. So for those of you who want to listen to it right away, Patreon, here you are. Sign up, become a member. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If not, it'll be out uh, on Sunday. And if you're listening to this later on, uh, share it with a friend. Share it with somebody that loves The Bachelor. I am a huge fan. We just got done tweeting, live tweeting episode three. Um, As I said last week, I am very optimistic about this season. I think that we have some low-key crazies on this uh, show. A lot of seasons you'll get that person that's so crazy right away that they're fun, but they're almost like a match. They go out too quick. You can't keep them around because it becomes ridiculous. Corinne was like kind of a special example where she was so crazy throughout, but it was also because Nick was a producer. Nick was keeping her around. Now we have uh, the dummy Ari as the bachelor. He's a great bachelor. Ari's great because he's a nothing. He's only there to, he's there for the show. He's an old school, I mentioned this in the last episode, old school reality star. It doesn't even seem like he knows what Instagram is and the, that there's an ability to make money off of it. I think he thinks the only way to make money off of The Bachelor is to join, you know, E-Network. So it, it feels like he just doesn't exist in our time, which is great for this show because the girls that are there for him, they're kind of old school themselves too. There's a lot of crazies that have this a simmer to them. They're not explosive. Chelsea, the mom. Uh, Crystal, the fitness expert that needs powdering every five seconds who has a greasier face than crystal i mean my god what is going on there i feel like you could dip bread on her face at an italian restaurant and you'd be like this is delicious so (laughs) let's get into the episode um a great episode it was fun to watch it had some fun moments we lost a couple crazies that we'll get to um, we were told in the beginning of the episode there's going to be two group dates and one one-on-one. So that kind of like heightens things a bit because whoever gets that one-on-one, you're like, this is my time. This is where it's going to happen for me. Um, and the first group date is the wrestling date, which was awkward. Let's get one thing straight. It was awkward um, right from the minute one when we had Chris, Chris Harrison announcing Ari and saying his last name. We're all sitting there like, that's how you say it? So he announces Ari as the kissing bandit in this weird intro. And then he brings out these two older women wrestlers. And they are, like, too much too soon. I, I got to take – I'm taking the girl's side on this. Those two women that were brought in, they're, they're, they're professional wrestlers. And they're brought in to teach the girls. And they are, like, shooting – they come in so hot that you're not even ready to hear from these people. It's almost like they didn't know what The Bachelor was, and some producer was like, yeah, these women are competing for this guy. You got to pump them up. And then they came in, they're like, I guess we're going to pump them up like fucking crazy. And you're like, fucking relax, old woman who doesn't watch TV anymore and reads romance novels on the beach. 
Like, sh- they came in and they started giving t- Tia and Bibiana, you know, shit right away about their names. It was like they were doing weird roast jokes. And it was kind of like, it, you know what it felt like? It felt like, um, it felt like your friend who's not single that pushes you to talk to the single girls and guys. Like, it just was like, shut up. Teach them how to wrestle. And let them be animals and crazy. Where, where did you guys come from? So they have these weird wrestling thing. Tia and Bibiana. Tia starts crying. And Tia, I, the reason I take, I, I, I'm not like slamming Tia for crying. She's been pretty easygoing throughout this whole thing. She has no history of like going nuts. She was kind of pushed by these people. Just, I, if I were her, I'd be like, yeah, why are you guys yelling at us? So then, you know, they're crying. Bibiana goes to help her, and they tell the girls to go put on. Uh, they need backstories, and all the girls are going to go dress up, um, which was fun until Becca M puts on a cat costume, and she looks like she's dressed to go trick or treating. Becca M age is. Uh, they kind of do like a little preview for next episode at the end, but it is weird. She does not look like a full woman in the cat costume. And and she's like having fun and laughing all the time. And it's like she's just kid-like in all her moves. Um, So that was weird. And then like two of the girls do like a hot wrestling routine, um, which was bizarre as well. But And then like they showed old, old woman in the crowd like horrified. And I was just like, you're right, old woman. This is weird. I don't like. I've never been to a wrestling match where they just started making out in the middle of the ring. So then we get to the date. Um, let me also say something. Ari, when he kisses girls, he puts his hands on their face. Ari has the biggest hands I've ever seen on a human being, and no one's talking about it except for me because I can tell when tw- when you do certain topics over Twitter, they blow up a little bit more. The hand topic is one that should blow up more, and it doesn't. Just look out for those hands. I'm just letting you know. If you're listening now, look to Ari's hands. And now, what we're also having is is our characters are starting to rise to the top. You know, Becca M uh, gets the rose from the whole date. She's doing this, like, calling him out thing. And she's letting her know, like, you know, he's, she's talking to Ari, like, I know that you want me because I'm the one that has nothing to lose. And it's like, yeah, Becca, you do kind of get, and you can see Ari's, like, into this whole thing. Crystal goes and talks to him. And this is when you know Crystal's going to be a great reality TV person. She goes up to Ari and she's like, what do you want me to do? This is what every bachelor, bachelorette, whoever the main character is, that's, she's doing the smartest thing you could do. She's fun in front of Ari and then catty when he's not around. That's the way you play it. That's the way it goes. And it's like, you know, Bibiana is playing it the opposite. Every time... Ari talks to her, it's her being miserable, and then she's, like, fine around everyone else. She's, she's, Crystal is the example. And she goes, how do you want me to play? You want me to be, you know, and he's like, just be you. And, she, and that's Crystal's go-ahead to, like, yeah, I'm doing everything right. It's not, you know, if Ari had looked at her and goes, yeah, you kind of steal me away from people too much. She'd be like, okay, I'll just stop. But him not saying that means he likes it. She's the go-getter. So, and then we finish out this whole scene with Crystal saying, girls get really insecure around me. Oh, they do? Oh, 
That's everyone else's issue, right? This is, this is the same as the girl who calls herself sarcastic. People don't get my humor. No, you're an asshole. Crystal, girls are insecure around you because you make them insecure. You have the worst fake smile I've ever seen in my entire life. So now we go back to the house and we're going to find who gets out the one-on-one date. Now, this is a big moment. At one moment, Chelsea thinks she's getting it because she's a mom, which shows you Chelsea's connection to reality as if, oh, you know who I want to spend more time with? The girl with a ton of responsibility. The girl who might have to spend half the uh, a one-on-one date on her phone with a babysitter. Sorry, Chelsea, you're out. Lauren S. gets the one-on-one date, and I was a big Lauren S. fan night one. She had an energy about her. I don't know what it is. It was just she was really happy to be there. It seemed genuine. She was very genuine. That's the word I'll keep using with her. Um, I mean, and then I did think in the beginning of this date, I was like, she's going to nail this. She's crushing it. She comes out in the nice dress. She's got flats on. She's basically the anti-Crystal. If Crystal makes girls feel insecure, uh, Lauren S. makes every girl want to be her friend. She, she's wearing cool flats on the, on the, on the walk-around date with a dress on. I mean, this is like, it just felt like she had confidence. And then somewhere along the line, something goes wrong with Lauren S. I don't know what it is. I couldn't put my finger on it because they go to the dinner and they just show Ari start to dig into the steak. And I was like, this is not a good sign. Here's one thing that never happens on The Bachelor, eating. They never eat because they're sitting there. It's like a first date every five seconds. Nobody eats on first dates because they're too busy talking, especially if it's going well. Ari starts digging into that steak and I knew it was game over. And they show like kind of this montage of Lauren going on and on and not shutting up and talking and talking. and. A lot of it sounded like good stuff. She's like, I'm good with my family. I, I like my mom. I, you know, I have good friends. I don't know what it is. But there is a point with like all that talking where you're like, oh, she can't figure out what it is because she's, all she does is talk about not being able to figure it out. She kind of reminded me of that Seinfeld episode where Seinfeld's dating like this girl and he's like, I can't find out what's wrong with her and his parents love her. But then everyone's like, everyone else is like, she's a loser. It was like one of those. Like I didn't get it. And then kind of in the end, at the end, he picks up the rose and looks at her and goes, it's not going to happen. And I felt for Lauren S because I liked her. I thought she was cute and fun. Um, sends her home and then they flash to Lauren S's packed bag getting rolled out of the house which is one of my favorite bachelor things and that's kind of newer on the newer seasons Uh, they have this random security guard roll the bag out and then they get reaction shots from all of the women in the house which is the best because then you see who you know in these houses what we don't really see is that there are glue people in these houses they be, they get friendships nobody becomes friends faster than bachelor and bachelorette contestants they see they they become entrepreneurial real quick nobody has become faster best friends than them you go online on twitter instagram they all are in each other's pictures even the girls that got kicked off the first episode are starting some weird bullshit group 
one of them got in contact with me over Instagram, and you know that was nice of her. But she was like, you know, we were looking to promote. We're the first seven that got kicked off, and it's like we're gonna forget about you in ten seconds. What are you? you what group are you starting? But they match up because they want to share a following. They know that they can feed one another. There's one girl is going to get a huge following because everyone likes how she dresses. And then another girl is going to get lesser, but she can attach herself to the bigger one and she can feed off, you know, the mama fish. So that's kind of what they all do. So they start, they show the bag roll out and they show the reactions. You know, that girl Caroline, the hot one with the big boobs and uh, the Miss Massachusetts, she's upset, they're good friends, and it seemed like Lauren had made relationships. And then you see Crystal's face. Crystal reacted to that bag getting taken out. Like a psycho reacts to like their first time stabbing someone in the back. She was so happy. This girl is out of her mind. She's classic reality TV crazy, and I am so pumped about her being on this show. Crystal was so happy to see that bag leave. You know when someone reacts just the wrong way, and you're like, oh, you're a fucking bitch. That was exactly what it was when Crystal saw that bag. So that was fun. We lose Lauren S., and now we go on group date number two. Now, the way they preview group date two is they say it's going to be rough. R-U-F-F, which is a signal that there is a dog date coming. All the girls go crazy. They're like, oh, my God. You know, it's like dogs and pizza for these idiots on this show. Uh, Just mention dogs or pizza, and girls know that those are society finds dogs cute and hot girls eating pizza funny so girls know so these idiot hot girls now have the ability to go we love dogs because they know that there's nobody that doesn't love dogs so they go crazy for the dogs like they're about to meet the pope and one girl goes i had a traumatic experience with dogs and at first i'm thinking wasn't there a girl last episode who had a traumatic experience with bumper cars like that's all i could think and then i was like wouldn't it be funny if it was the same girl and it was annalise the bumper car girl had a traumatic experience with fucking dogs and it's crazy she uses the same way to describe it she's almost half in tears in the same way she was from the bumper cars and i can't believe it it's like and it's one of those fun bachelor moments where you're like oh they found the crazy that they didn't even know they had like i don't think they interviewed her and they were like what do you think of bumper cars she was like they were traumatic maybe they were like what do you think of dogs she was like traumatic experience like okay we gotta put her on the dog date but they didn't think they'd double up on this i mean what a win so they go on this dog day where they have to train um dogs and it's stupid and fine and whatever and then they're gonna have a dog show um they have this dog show the best part of the dog show um is that they give annalise the traumatic dog girl the pooper scooper for her to go so she kind of feels left out i guess whatever so they go to the date after the you know the date part of the group thing after the dog thing also fred willard was on it which was great i love fred willard i mean what a the best cameo ever um he didn't even know what to say fred willard was sitting there like you know you could tell he, they were like just be funny and he was like i don't know what to fucking make fun of here so then they go to the date part um jenna Jenna's kind of like a character I didn't even know until now, but she was 
she was dressed for RuPaul's Drag Race. She had tons of makeup on. Um, then we have Annalise is kind of freaking out. She kind of swings and misses um, on this group date. And you can kind of see, like, she's about to fucking fall apart. Like, this is not going to go well for her. So they come back from the group date, um, and now they're going to have this big cocktail hour for their last chance before the rose ceremony. And Bibiana, who's just been miserable. Bibiana has just been miserable this whole time. She's she, it, she is kind of like the definition of, like, going with... You can't complain about dating while dating. You can't be this person... You know, I make a lot of jokes about dating and relationships. I, I do, but yeah, you have to be positive. And, and, you know, I'm no expert. And I think a lot of times uh, single girls will get to a point with dating where they think because they, they don't want to be in the reality of being single. They don't want to say, well, it just hasn't happened yet and be even headed about it. To combat that and to combat the embarrassment, which they shouldn't be embarrassed, but to combat the embarrassment that they feel society puts on for being single, they automatically become the expert in what single life is like. And it's like, shut the fuck up. That's kind of where Bibiana lands, this miserable single person who every the world has gotten her down. And what she does, and she's like, I'm not going to get had again. But you know what happens to people who aren't going to get taken again they get taken because she sets up this whole bed scene with a telescope for some fucking reason and she's like i'm gonna have my private time with ari and all of a sudden ari starts meeting up with these other girls and every girl is like oh there's a bed here and they just go sit in her whole spot and bibiana comes back and sees it and i laughed i thought it was hilarious bibiana if she had made him dinner a hawk would have came down and grabbed the steak off the plate and flown away that's how bad a luck because that's what happens when you're miserable about dating it's a self uh fulfilling prophecy that's what goes on so becca m has some moments on the bed and ari asks her if she wants marriage which was weird because it sounds like he's asking a toddler if she wants marriage he should be asking for her id Annalise, and then we get to this whole part where Annalise is the is the only one who hasn't been kissed. And this is kind of like a classic chick thing, too, where Annalise is so upset and has taken it so personally that she hasn't got the kiss that the goal is now the kiss. She doesn't even care who it's with. She just needs the kiss to be told that she is a good person. She has so little value in herself that she's put all her value on this other guy kissing her, which I get like we're all self-conscious, but you could just, you're watching it in real time. So she goes to him and says, I want to I need the kiss. I'm the only one who I got a kiss. And he goes, I'm just not there yet. Listen, to anyone listening, if someone says they're not yet, there yet, they're never going to be there. It's never, there's never going to be a yet. It's over. Not going to happen. Because <laughs> then she does another classic chick thing is she gets caught on the wording and not the intent. And that's really kind of the lesson of this episode where it's like so many times you'll say to someone the nicest way possible of get the fuck out of here that they hand, you know, it's, this happens in every breakup where you're like listen I just don't think that we're right for each other and they'll go what do you mean and you'll be like that's what I mean we're not right for each other and then they'll be like well what do you mean by each other 
And you're like, I don't, I don't know. How do I say I don't want to fuck you anymore? And that's the thing. She is one of those people that can't look into the subtleties. Read between the lines. He said I'm not there yet. Go. Like, if that was me, I'd go to that rose ceremony. I'd be like, okay, I'm not getting a rose. I'm ready to go. I'm just going to leave it at that. No. She's like, well, he said yet. That's like, well, he said he's busy. Well, he said he can't do this. He said, no, 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 no. What did he mean, though? What did he mean? He means you're leaving, bitch. So she goes back for this whole awkward, and then she presses him on it. And now he has to be, he has to cut her loose in the harshest way possible, which was to send her home right away, which was the right thing to do. So she gets sent home right away. Then we have a rose ceremony. And guess what? Miserable Bibiana, she's gone too. Positivity. I, you know, Lauren S. is an example of positivity and it not working out. Um, but Bibiana and Annalise, I mean, it was never going to happen for them. And I think it's a lot to do with their own obsessions with having someone else be the one to tell them whether they're deserving of them. It's it, it's kind of the way it goes. That's our episode. Um, I'll give you my top five. My least valuable player, my least valuable player was Bibiana. Uh, my most valuable player was Annalise, just because Bibiana, for all the reasons I stated, Annalise was the most fun to make fun of of this episode. So I got to give her the MVP, the least valuable player, Bibiana. She's just, it just looked like she had her period throughout the whole episode. Her face was just miserable the whole time. Uh, top five, I got my top five right now, and things are starting to take form. Okay. I got my number one right now is actually Becca M the toddler. Um, I know that's weird. It's weird for me, but she seems to be playing it the right way. And also she's here with nothing to lose. If she leaves, she's 22 and is leaving whatever age she is. She's leaving and being fine. She's going to make it. She's not going to be left alone, you know, later and let, you know, she, she's not going to have to put in her Tinder profile was on the bachelor. This will be forgotten. Um, so Becca M. I have in first. Lauren B. is a wild card right now. She's a dark horse. Lauren B. is hot. She's got, she's had time with him. It's good. I Look out for Lauren B. Crystal, I have third um, because I don't think she can win because of the story she told about her family. I think that she's been bought into the end of this. She'll get to the she'll, – she'll be here a while, but Crystal's uh, – she's a great character, but she's not going to win, but she's number three. Becca K., uh, she made a comeback at the end. We saw a little bit more from her after she had that first date where she got all the stuff from him. But she's still around. And Tia. Tia, after, you know, she cried on the wrestling date, but then they had the moment with the bales of hay. He thought enough to get her the bales of hay. So she's in this running too. So that is our episode. That's our top five, the LVP, the MVP. And that's episode three. Um, listen, these this episode of uh, will be out on Patreon right now. If you're listening, thank you for donating to Patreon, getting involved with that. I love doing Patreon stuff. And then if it's Sunday, get ready for Monday. We're going to be back tomorrow with uh, another episode of The Bachelor. So we'll see you next week.